What is up, everybody? And welcome into ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host, Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that Primetime is brought to you by our friends over at freemanmazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, let's get into the Cowboys here a little bit. Do you think that Michael Gallup has been targeted enough or not enough? Because he's been back for five games now. And in those five games, the Cowboys have not been able to get him to 50 yards or more. Do you think, and this is a question for you guys in the YouTube chat and the Facebook chat, are you concerned or not concerned about Michael Gallup? Let me know what you guys think about that question. Uh, Gallup has not really been a protagonist, a main character on the Cowboys offense. Some people have claimed that it is because of health issues and maybe him getting back to full strength or some people are claiming, you know, it's just part of how things have gone for him. And I would tend to agree a little bit with the latter one. I think that the Cowboys have not been targeting Michael Gallup a lot, not because he's not healthy, not because he is, you know, uh, bad or anything like that. I think that we're still seeing the same Michael Gallup as always, a guy that can win one-on-one uh, -on -one isolated routes and play some 50-50 football out there on the sidelines. But I do think that the Cowboys are trying to get in this rhythm to get the football to C.D. Lamb, which is why up to this day, you still see C.D. Lamb have one of the highest target percentages in the NFL for a wide receiver on his respective team. But I still would like to see a little bit more passes thrown Michael Gallup's way. I think that he can win vertically. I think that uh, that's one area of opportunity moving forward. So this is not exactly a trend that they must keep alive. This is more than anything a trend that they must keep going. And that 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 this one was actually going to be my number two trend. But that's where my brain went as soon as I started this show. I wanted to talk a little bit about Michael Gallup. This Cowboys offense looks to be operational. They're, they have been able to run the football over the last couple of weeks. They have also thrown the football a little bit successfully. Not that much in deep throws yet. Um, we have seen deep throws. That's not my, my point, like uh, that they are not doing it. But we could use a little bit more shots down the sideline, especially uh, towards Michael Gallup, because we have seen the seam routes. We have seen those throws to C.D. Lamb over the middle and all of that. But I think that Michael Gallup has shown that he can win these routes up to this point. Uh, recently, we talked about that three tight end set that the Cowboys used versus the Chicago version, which Dallas had CeeDee Lamb lined up as a running back. And then they had three tight ends to one side and Michael Gallup to the other. And we saw Prescott target Gallup successfully in those kind of throws. I want to see more of that. I want to see more shots down the sideline because I agree with Gilbert here. He has the best toes in the league. That's tap toe magic Michael Gallup in there. I will tell you what, I think that targeting Michael Gallup a little bit more will 
help open up those crows over the middle to City Lamp a little bit more often. Uh, not enough, says Gilbert, regarding if they are uh, targeting Gallup enough or not. Barry says, I trust Gallup more than I do CD Lamp. Hey, I love Michael Gallup. I don't know if this is fair to CD. Let's see. Toxic Tom says, I mean, we are wanting OBJ, so I would call it a concern, says Toxic. I wouldn't see it that way just because of uh, 11 personnel still being your base offense. Even though we have seen a lot of 12 personnel and 13 personnel, the Cowboys still use three wide receivers 60% of the time. That's that's your base offense. So, for example, in my case, I'm, I'm not concerned about Michael Gallup. I do want OBJ, though. I want more wide receivers because uh, right now your base is, is 11 personnel. Even for the Cowboys, who are among the teams that use the least three wide receiver sets right now, uh, they're about 18th or something like that. Let's see. Uh, Barry says, we need to use Turpin and quit BSing. Man, I like Turpin. I, I, I do have that concern that maybe I, I do have that concern that maybe we we think that Turpin can run a full route tree and all of that, and maybe he can't. Why has TY Hilton says six to midnight not being picked up yet? Is there something that I don't know? So six to midnight. Yeah, uh, I don't know there because because I also thought that by now he would be on an NFL team somewhere in the NFC or the AFC, but he's not. That's that's a good point. That is one wide receiver that you need to wonder about for sure. Let's see. Not enough, says Chris Elliott. He wants to see more of Michael Gallup as well. Not really, says, Br says Bruce. He's been ramping up. Talking about number 13's health there, maybe. Yeah, I want to see more Michael Gallup moving forward. That would be my number one trend. My number two trend, and this is the big one, I talked about how it felt like the Cowboys were using a little bit more motion on offense. And I told you, I was honest about it. I said, that is what it feels like. I don't know if it is reality. I don't know if when you look at the numbers, if they will hold up to what it feels like when watching the Cowboys offense. But I got the impression that Dallas was running a lot more motion. And it turns out that I am... Half right, because on one side, they are running more motion. On another side, they're not doing it as much in the passing game. Maybe that changes as we move forward because of Dak Prescott taking over Cooper Rush. And maybe you wanted things to be a little bit more static for Cooper. But when you isolate running plays, according to Sports Info Solutions, your Dallas Cowboys are number nine in the NFL in motion rate, specifically running the football. They, do, they run motion at a 51% clip. That's ninth in the league. And you compare that to 2021 when they were 27th in the NFL. So this running game that we're seeing take off a little bit, it has to do a lot with the motion that we have seen out of the offense. And the perfect example of these might just be that zone read touchdown that Dak Prescott had the other day versus the Bears, a seven-yard run. And it was a very pretty play, very good design in which Dak Prescott 
reads the edge defender while the offensive line kind of blocks down to the right with Dalton Schultz coming from the right side as if it were just a regular zone play. But before the snap, you see CeeDee Lamp in motion. And that was a genius kind of wrinkle by Kellen Moore because he managed to get the Bears defense all out of position before, before Dak Prescott snapped the football and read the edge defender and kept it on that touchdown run. That's just one example of the motion that we've seen. We also saw uh, Noah Brown kind of motion uh, in the Detroit Lions game, motion himself between the tight end and the offensive tackle and kind of add another gap for the defense to account for. Those kind of small wrinkles here and there, I think, go a long way. And I think it's a huge reason why the Cowboys are running the football efficiently. Give me more of that. Give me more of that. And, and you know, I know I'm talking about the run place because that's the, the trend that the Cowboys are really working on because they're ninth in the NFL. That's not the same for the passing game. Uh, they, they rank a little bit low on the passing game. They're like uh, 20, 20 something. I don't remember the exact number. Sorry about that. But they're bottom 12 in motion rate in the passing game. However, I'm looking forward to seeing if that changes in the next few weeks with Dak Prescott back. That CeeDee Lamb touchdown versus the Bears was the same. You had CeeDee Lamb in motion and he kind of played with the defense's leverage there. And that's why when he breaks inside, he's wide open for the touchdown and Dak Prescott drops that in the bucket for six points. But you see the Cowboys change the strength of the offense from one side to another just before the snap. And then CeeDee Lamb plays a little bit with the leverage from the defender and that's, that's, that's huge when running motion. And, and I was seeing this tweet the other day, which uh, explained it beautifully. When we think about motion, we usually just think about uh, an offense figuring out whether it's men or, or zone coverage. But there is way, way much more going on when, when an offense runs motion. And part of it is run, uh, playing with the defense's leverage, right? Maybe you have inside leverage and then you run a little bit of motion and then you get, you get outside leverage and you know what route to run and all of that. So uh, give him more motion. Overall, that's what I would like for the Dallas Cowboys moving forward. Let's see. Bruce says another decent wide receiver will help take pressure off Lamp and Gallup. 100%. I agree with that. Uh, definitely. Chris says the Bears are dangerous. So says Chris, did you guys saw see Justin Fields run for 178 rushing yards? Versus the Miami Dolphins. Band 5 says, really curious how James Washington fits into this group if OBJ is picked up. That's a good question there. And we'll talk about James Washington in a few moments here uh, on the show. My, my instant immediate answer would be OBJ is better than James Washington. So, And we had a full show about OBJ last night in case you want to check it out as well. But that would be my immediate reaction. I know that you, you need to figure out what you would do with your wide receiver group. But also, if you can get better, maybe don't overthink it and get better. That, that's how I would look at things right now. I've uh, never been the, the biggest Gallup fan since Toxic Tom. There you go. I know that, I know that uh, Gallup has had this sort of low-key controversial career. Because I don't think that it's that uh, 
Cowboys fans either love him or hate him. I just have found out that there's no common ground with number 13. There are some people that reasonably like number 13. There are some reasons that don't like him at all. I think he's a pretty good isolated wide receiver. And that's that goes a long way in the NFL. You need one of those. Yeah. Even if he isn't among the best in the NFL, you do need one of those. Tammy, what is up? Welcome into the Facebook show. I like when they spread out they, their tight ends to Solomon with Lamp in the backfield coming in motion. Man, I love it. I think that I have a... Yeah, there you go. I have it for you, Solomon. Right on cue. We talked about this on last Monday night, actually, a week ago. We talked about how this was genius by Kellen Moore. I love this because we saw them run a lot of kind of plays out of that tight end set. We saw them run screen passes. We saw them run legit passing concepts, curl flat, all of that. And then we saw him, we saw that Prescott target gallop as we were talking about earlier. I also like that tree tight end set a lot. I really did. And if they manage, and I don't think that they will do a lot of this, but if they manage to, to incorporate handoffs to CD Lamb out of that personnel grouping, it's going to get dangerous because that's what we talked about with, and hey, maybe we could make this show four trends that the Cowboys must keep alive. Let's make that uh, personal grouping slash formation one of the trends. What I was going to say is if you manage to hand off the football to C.D. Lamb and he manages to give you quality carries here and there, maybe not a consistently, right? You're not going to turn him into a full-time running back. But as long as he's able to do it maybe once or twice per game, then you put the defense in a big, big problem. Because if you are a defense, what do you do now? Do you put a cornerback on him? And then CeeDee Lamb runs right into the box and, a, and the cornerback needs to face 300-pound offensive lineman? Or do you put a linebacker on him and then he runs a route out of the backfield? And CeeDee Lamb versus a linebacker is not a good thing. That's what the foot, that, that was the genius behind Debo Samuel lining up in the backfield for the 49ers. And that was the genius uh, of Cooper Cup doing it as well. So if you if the Cowboys start incorporating that a little bit more and then they start handing off the ball to CD and they did, did, did it once uh, last, well, last last weekend <laughs> versus the Chicago Bears, then you, you have something cooking there. I would love to see more carries from CD Lamb, but I agree with Solomon. I love that formation. I obsessed a little bit about that formation uh, last week. I want to see more of that. Shout out to Solomon. I think that was a fire comment. Uh, Bruce says, Mo, I would like to add a trend. Kellen, don't get too cute. Don't get cute. I like that. Keep it simple, right? Keep it simple, stupid. That's why that's the acronym that a lot of us were thought, I guess. Yeah. I, I, I will agree to that. Um, I do think that creativity on offense kind of has to be a double-edged sword. You need to have some change-ups every single week. Uh, we will, spoiler alert, and I don't want to clip this in the future anytime soon, but spoiler alert, there will be a moment in which we will be complaining about the Cowboys offense getting too cute. I, I would much rather 
live with those bumps on the road than not have the creativity at all. Uh, we'll see. And you look at the Chiefs, for example. The Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. They have Travis Kelsey. They could keep it simple on offense, especially in, in the red zone on goal line situations. But then you also see all the crazy stuff that they do. And it's because you need to live in, you, if you're going to live in that creativity world, you better be prepared to show new things every Sunday, every Sunday, consistently. And I, I think that's why sometimes we see offenses get a little bit too cute. And it happens to every offense in the NFL, right? It's it's an it's an inevitable situation that we will go through. I assure you, we will we will circle back to that comment, Bruce. I, I would make that bet ten days out of ten. Anyways, uh, the final trend, and this is one that everyone has talked about. So I'm not going to pretend like I, that I am uh, figuring this one out alone. But I want to see more of Dak Prescott's legs in the Cowboys game plan. I have already talked about this, uh, but, you know, it fits the show. It has to be mentioned. I want to see more read option from the Cowboys. I want to see more of designed runs for Dak Prescott. And I get it. We don't want him to get hurt. But still, man, in goal line situations, in third and short, red zone, you cannot waste a weapon like that because Dak Prescott running the football is an absolute weapon especially when you have an offensive line that can be so physical up front and you can play the plus one game with a running quarterback, do that. But that extends also to the passing game as well. Give me more RPOs, more solid answers for basic situations. If the uh, defense is playing soft coverage, uh, give me those RPOs. You got to have those 100% and every offense has to have those, uh, but give me a little bit more. And then, the rollouts, the bootlegs, all of that. Dak Prescott throwing on the run has always been dangerous. And I think that last year we kind of forgot that Dak Prescott was a little bit hurt after that Patriots game. Now that he's healthy, give us more of that. Dak Prescott on the move. Those would be the three trends that I believe that the Cowboys must keep alive to keep rolling on offense, Jenkins says, my hopes is that this offseason, if Dallas does, doesn't win it all, they trade their first round to Denver for certain, says Jenkins Gaming. Whew. I mean, I would love that. I don't think that the Broncos would do it, do it, do it but uh, I would love it. Because, man, I was high on, on, on Patrick Sorting when the Cowboys ended up drafting Micah Parsons. And I was so pissed. That certain was taken by the Broncos ahead of the Cowboys. I, I hated it. No. I wasn't fully in line with the Micah Parsons pick. I loved the player. I just wasn't buying the positional value of, of an off-ball linebacker. We all know where history has taken us. But Patrick Sorten, for those of you who maybe have not kept track on him, he's killing it in Denver. He's playing some, some very nice... Very nice games. You got you to gotta respect that guy. Excuse me. Mavs versus Nets starts in 20, says Jason Renfro. Thank you for the update. Just win, baby, says Gilbert. I need to see Turpin in the mix, says Solomon. You guys know that I like Turpin. I just 
I just say maybe don't get too excited about him running routes. Don't get too excited about that. I think we will keep seeing him in kind of a limited role. And I, I am not against that. I am not against that at all. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, let me know in the chat, who are you most excited to see returning to the football field on Sunday for the Dallas Cowboys? Who are you the most excited about? Uh, speaking of the hurt players that are aiming to get back on the field. So a little bit of the of updates here. Sam Williams, according to multiple reports, including Todd Arker from ESPN, Patrick Walker from DallasCowboys.com, and Michael Gelkin from the Dallas Morning News. Sam Williams is on track to return. The same for free safety Malik Hooker. James Washington is a question mark, but the Cowboys are reportedly considering activating his practice window, which would be a 21-day window to get him activated to the 53-man roster. But now he would be able to practice. Meanwhile, Ezekiel Elliott did not practice today, but he will have, he might have a, a participation on Wednesday when the first injury report comes out. But right now, the Cowboys are aiming to get at least Sam Williams and Malik Hooker back uh, for Sunday. And I would say that there is a chance that Ezekiel Elliott is also expected back. That's just the feeling that I get. Who are you the most excited about to see on the football field once more? Sam Williams says Gilbert. Damon Clark says Gregory. All right. Best rapper alive says me. Uh, Y'all excited to see me. There you go. Christian says uh, uh, sick. Sam Williams. T. Sila. Alex Flores regarding the Michael Parsons comment. Uh, shout out to him. He supports my shows a lot. He says, you said that you like the Parsons the player, but not the pick for the Cowboys. That was the exact quote that I used, and I used it over and over and over again. And little did I know that Micah would turn into one of the best pass rushers in the NFL, if not the best. Hooker was the number one absence last game, says Alex. Micah, the answer is always Micah's is toxic. I would troll you all with a Grinch with my new name, but I like Mo too much. Says, all right. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Oh, that's Samuel, man. That's Samuel. I see it. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff in, in, in the YouTube chat. I would say Malik Cooker. He was the number one absence. I agree with, with Alex in there. I like Israel McQuamu. I like some of these younger guys on the Cowboys defense. But give me Malik Cooker. He's been playing like one of the best at his position in the NFL this season. And I really want him back on that lineup. Because... I know, I know we're not that scared about the Packers offense right now because they played some bad football, but that's still Aaron Bleeping Rodgers. I want to I want to see some quality safety play on Sunday. I have not gotten into the vibes, by the way, of this being a game week. Because usually we get into the previous stuff on Wednesdays here in ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. So this feels like a night in which we should be recapping a football game. But instead, we're we're looking ahead a little bit. We're talking about where the Cowboys are at, and it feels weird. Like, I don't feel like the Cowboys play the Packers this week, but I'm sure that I will feel that way tomorrow night. Uh, I don't know if that makes sense to anybody on the YouTube or the Facebook chat, but there you go. 
the kicker says Stephen White. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, what was the question? Says Stephen White. There you go. It was uh, who are you the most excited about to see on the football field again uh, among the injured players that are about to make their comeback? Sick because he has turned up. Stink base is Jason Renfro. Ezekiel Elliott is also a very, very solid answer, I believe. I feel like Emperor Palpatine with the wrench. Unlimited powers is Toxic Tom. Shout out to the mods of ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Anyways, before we get out of here, it is Monday night. It is Monday night. You guys know what that means. It means it's time for overreaction Monday. And this time around... We'll have to go without a Dallas Cowboys overreaction because they didn't play. So they didn't give us an opportunity to get on that. So let me know. We're going to start with some controversial things here. Josh Allen is no longer the favorite to win the MVP of the season. Let me know. Is that an overreaction? Or is that a fair reaction? You guys know the rules. I give you a statement and you let me know if that is an overreaction or a fair reaction. Josh Allen is no longer the favorite to win the MVP award. While you give me your answers to that and before I give you mine, let me talk to you about our friends over at FeminMazda.net because the ride of the week is the new 2023 Mazda CX-5 2.5 Turbo all-wheel drive. This one starts at $38,125. It's got all-wheel drive, auto climate control, Wi-Fi hotspot, which is a game changer, adaptive cruise control, and a miles per gallon capacity of 22 when you are in the city. That goes up to 27 when you are in the highway. So make sure that you check out the ride of the week over at FreemanMazda.net. And remember that when you choose Freeman Mazda, you are choosing a lifelong partnership with your car dealer. So, all right, Josh Allen, no longer winning the MVP. Is that a fair reaction or an overreaction? Floyd's is fair. Gregory goes with over. Gilbert's is fair reaction. Fair for six to midnight. Toxic goes with over. Sean also with fair. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. But, hey, I'm going to go with fair. And he, is, he dropped for number one in the betting odds to number three. I'm going to go with fair just because the Eagles are undefeated and you've got Jalen Hurts in there, but also Patrick Mahomes is putting himself back in the conversation. Honestly, I think that Patrick Mahomes has had, what, one rough game this season, like one really rough game. Geno Smith getting some love in here. Stephen White says Geno. Six to Midnight says he is the comeback player of the year. Geno Smith, I think, uh, even though it's been a great story and even though he's playing legitimately good football, I think that he will fall short of the MVP conversation just because of the names that are in front of him. Uh, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. I think that all of those three will get more votes when the time comes. Uh, but he's been playing some great football, though. Um, not trying to demerit what Gino has been doing. 
Floyd says, what about Lamar Jackson? Man, I think that Lamar could put himself back in the conversation, but he would need a kind of a long win streak, in my opinion. And I'm not saying that, you know, quarterback wins are a thing, but I do think that's how the MVP award works a lot of the time. But anyways, that would be number one. Number two would be, ladies and gentlemen, somebody mentioned Justin Fields earlier on the show. Is Justin Fields... Well, no, actually, I cannot phrase it as a question. Justin Fields is the quarterback of the future for the Chicago Bears. Is that an overreaction or is that a fair reaction? Man, Justin Fields ran for 178 yards. <laughs> Toxic Dubs, I don't even know how you even put Hurts in the same planet as Mahomes or Allen. Well, if we're talking about quarterback skills, you know that I wouldn't. But on the MVP odds, he's the number one guy right now. He's the favorite. Jalen Hurts is. That has a lot to do with the record once more. That's a very fair reaction to Floyd Wright regarding Justin Fields. Oh, two boys ahead of Hurts to six to midnight. That's a that's a that's a take. That is a take. If we're talking about betting odds, uh, well, not not betting odds, but like uh, odds to win the MVP. I don't know if I would put Tua over Hurts uh, just because of the eight and zero record. Fair reaction for Justin Fields is Alex Flores. I will also go with a fair reaction. I think the Bears have something special in Justin Fields. And I think that what has gone wrong for them has not been on, on Fields. As soon as they unleashed him, they have been getting solid, solid results. Oh, damn, that's hard. This is Toxic Tom. The Bears have not had a franchise quarterback since the 80s. Sean says, just give him the award and they'll have to give, give TP the award by the end of the season. Here's another question for you. We're going to make this one circle back to the Dallas Cowboys. And I wrote about this on ADCSports.com in case you want to read about it. But Micah Parsons is a lock to win Defensive Player of the Year. I don't know if this would count as an overreaction or not, but let me know what you think. Is he a lock to win the award? Fair reaction or overreaction? Let me know in the chat. Micah is currently the favorite, but would you go as far as calling him a lock to win Defensive Player of the Year? Miles Garrett is still, you know, putting together a good season. Matthew Judon leads the NFL in sacks. I saw I saw Mike Sat Mike Sando from the Athletic name defensive tackle Quinnen Williams from the Jets the defensive player of the year. I would say overreaction. I would say that Micah I, I have a very tough time believing that Micah will not win the award. But there are too many names for me to call him a lock at the bye week. I think that everything is pointing in the right direction for Parsons to win the award one year removed from getting five votes as a rookie. Because even though he got defensive rookie of the year, remember that he got five votes over TJ Watts' 22 and a half sack season. That was how good he was as a rookie. Overreaction says Floyd. 
some agreement in there. Uh, Gregory goes with fair. Toxic says, hey, no one is a lock at week nine. So overreaction. I like that. That's more or less, that was more or less my line of thinking. Uh, fair for Gilbert. <laughs> Samuel says, Micah is old news. This is Clark's season. One of the biggest question marks, in my opinion, for next Sunday is how much will Damon Clark play if Anthony Barr is healthy and ready to go? That seems to be a question mark still. I would assume that Anthony Barr will be ready to go, uh, but that's just me without any sort of insight, just speculating here uh, based on the fact that it was a hamstring and he was able to play last weekend. If Cooper Rush can get 130 yards from 14 and 16 carries, then sure. If LVE won DPOY, I think that Rick's head would explode, says Toxic Tom. Man, an LVE, you, you, you guys know that I had a show defending the guy, and I will stand by it, uh, but definitely not in the conversation at all to be the defensive player of the year. Tomorrow night, we will have some Packers content. We will start getting into the Cowboys-Packers game. And maybe we have a heart-to-heart about it. Because in the chat for ADC Sports Dallas, we were sharing some feelings earlier today. Man, you can, you can never be too confident about the Packers. It's, it's not wrong to admit it that they have ruined several of our years. Uh, maybe we have a heart-to-heart about it. Uh, but in the meantime, though, we will talk about the game. We will talk about the Cowboys facing the Packers, the 6-2 and two team facing the 3-6 and six team, which is kind of crazy when you think about it that way. Toxic Tom says, <laughs> over or fair reaction, KJ will win a Grammy for best sports rapper, says Toxic Tom. I will go with over because since Cole Beasley retired, uh, we might we might see him drop some bars early, later in the year. <laughs> Mo, he caught it, says Toxic Tom. You know what, Toxic Tom? I think that he did. I think that he did caught it. He did catch it, excuse me. What do you guys think? Maybe maybe let's save it. Let's save it for tomorrow night. Let's have a heart-to-heart talk about the Cowboys and the Packers. Let's, let's share some feelings tomorrow night. But man... He did catch it. You know, I'll, ah, I want to save it for I want to save it for tomorrow night. But I will just tell you, I was what I was. <laughs> I'm already getting into the hard too hard. I was four, 15 years old. That was my first legitimate heartbreak. That was the first time that I felt it so deeply, man. <laughs> that was my first legitimate heartbreak. And I I can tell you exactly where I was sitting. I can tell you exactly where I stood up and where I stood for a while while they reviewed the whole thing. The steps in which I, uh, you know, the steps of the little stairway that I kind of sat down while they reviewed it. <laughs> Man, that was tough. I was eating some quesicarnes, carnes, which is some uh, 
quesadillas with beef on it. <laughs> and then I couldn't eat it. I, like I really, really could not finish eating my food. <sighs> a little bit of a spoiler alert for tomorrow night's uh, heart to heart, maybe on the Packers and the Cowboys. <laughs> Toxic Tom says, Mo, you just turned 16. So how is that possible? <laughs> oh man, Toxic. That was worse than a breakup. Says Toxic Tom. Man, that was that was the first time that I had my heart broken. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Thank you for joining the show. Let's not get sad here. Let's not get sad. But let's talk a little bit about that uh, quote-unquote rivalry, maybe. Uh, tomorrow night on ADC Sports Dallas Prime Time. I will see you then. Have a fantastic Monday night. Enjoy the second half of Monday Night Football. Hit the like button. Share the stream. Remember, as always, that Prime Time is brought to you by... Our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. Hit the thumbs up button. Uh, helps us a lot putting this show in front of more and more Cowboys fans. Nos vemos el día de mañana a las 8 p.m. de la noche. Adiós.